0: Hey there, I'm Chirag and welcome again to AMPM, a show where we go behind the scenes with our podcast network here in Dubai, as well as talk to other podcasters and members of the community about how the industry is moving forward. Now, as you may have heard, a couple of weeks ago, Apple announced their podcast subscription offering. The ability for podcasters and creators to offer subscription and memberships to their listeners. So last week, we hosted a conversation on Twitter Spaces I was joined by Ramsey Testo, CEO at South. Hey, thanks for having me. And fellow podcaster, Lucas Skrobat.
1: Sirag, thanks for putting this together.
0: So here's a snippet of our conversation where we talk about the offering, how we're looking to adopt it and what it can mean for creators. For those of you in the audience, I'll do like a really, really quick overview. Um, So the first is that uh, if you're a podcaster, uh, there's a $20 annual fee to be part of the program. And then it's sort of a two-tier approach. So you create a channel. Now, if you're an independent podcaster, of course, um, you know your channel means it's just the one podcast. For networks, uh, it means you can combine multiple shows together into a channel. And then on top of that channel, you can add a some kind of subscription. You can be monthly. You can also have yearly options. Um, and what Apple kind of suggests in terms of uh, they kind of have I think four areas that they they recommend, which is obviously providing ad-free shows to your subscribers. Um, the option to do bonus content or additional content specifically for your subscribers. Um, I think the third thing was... Um, I'm losing what the third thing was. In the for, uh, and then the fourth thing was um, uh, to do your archive as a subscription. Um, all of this is managed within Apple's own podcasting platform, uh, which if you're a podcaster, you're already familiar with, you've used to some degree in terms of submitting your show to the Apple directory. In terms of uh, actually monetizing, um, the way Apple is structured it is very similar to what they do with the App Store, which is... If you have a subscription, uh, they take a 30% 30 cut for the first year um, and then 15% after that. Um, So those are some of the kind of initial points. Um, I'm going to start with you, Ramsey. I know you've already made a couple of announcements around this, but I want to get some initial feedback from you in terms of your initial reactions with regards to the offering itself and and how you're looking at it.
2: Yeah, thanks, man. Um, Thanks for hosting this. It's great. We should have more conversations within the community um, I mean, I think for us, for Salt, we're, we're, you know, we've been interested in the subscription space uh, for a while. And so we're quite excited about this announcement. Um, I think, you know, generally speaking, um, we're focusing on high quality premium uh, content um, and audience. So that's really important to us that we can provide that in a high uh, quality and premium uh, delivery mechanism. Um, and being scattered amongst a bunch of apps um, and whatnot, and and having to rely on advertisements, um, whether they're programmatic or host-read or whatnot, um, you know, diminishes that premium kind of uh, value a little bit. So I think you know, for us, we've been really excited to explore other tools. And about a year ago, we actually launched something called Salt Plus, which is essentially the same thing that we're going to be doing with Apple subscriptions. So ad-free versions, um, there's going to be some exclusive content, early access, um, and eventually we'll we'll probably be doing more and more kind of exclusive content. Um, For us, it's a little bit different. I mean, we're also interested in creating a conversation, uh, particularly um, one that's critical about the world around us. And so... The idea that information is free, freely available to everybody, and I think today's World Press Freedom Day, so that's important, um, is also an important mechanism for us. So I think, at the end of the day, we'll always have our content available, but offering a, an opportunity for people to, you know, skip out on the ads and whatnot. I guess in a lot of places that would be called a freemium model, right? right so you right. can get it free with uh, ads, or you know, putting up with. Uh, Interruptions like on YouTube, um, and then subscription for a premium. So that's what we're moving forward to. And I think you know we we put out an announcement a couple days ago, uh, embracing this fully. Um, and when the Spotify um, subscription model comes out too, um, and is available in the region, we'll be you know fully on board there too. Um, so generally, I think it's a good thing. I think there's a lot of questions left to be answered. Um, one, it's going to add a decent amount of work on the backside. Some of the work uh, flow uh, issues um, we'll have to figure out because it's a separate, as you mentioned, it's a separate, um, a separate uh, website that we need to upload and manage and whatnot. So that will add a little bit of uh, back end. Um, and then I think also kind of the adaption in the region, we'll see whether people are willing to subscribe in the region or not. Um, I think we're seeing indications that people are. Um, but there's always kind of the chicken of the egg. Is it the content? Is it the subscription? Is it the content? Um, but if you ask people, you know, who has a, a Shahid VIP account, who has a Spotify, who has Apple Music, Netflix, et etc., cetera, et cetera, I think um, that's become a lot more mainstream. So um, hopefully, that will mean more subscriptions for everybody in the in the near future. I'll stop there. Uh, yeah, well, you, sure. Yeah. yeah I want to
0: just ask a quick question. You mentioned something about exclusive content. Um, are you thinking about that in terms of um, having shows, for example, exclusively for subscribers, or you're just talking about within Apple versus within Spotify or something else?
2: Well, I mean, we it's yet to be determined okay. um, a little bit. Um, it could be, I mean, it really depends on if we get a lot of subscribers on Apple's um, platform. If we do, then, you know, we could... We don't want to put all our eggs in one basket, but I think you could focus and build a decent business around that. Yeah. Um, one, two, you know, it, essentially, it's our salt plus kind of subscription model, um, and, and you know, we have to see how the users respond to this. But it could be, um, you know, it lead to too much kind of fragmentation across too many. You can do it here at Spotify. You can do it on Apple. You can do it through Memberful, but through Apple and. So it gets a little bit messy. So it's a little bit, yeah. And you kind of wait and see what, uh, what the users do, what you can offer um, that will make it the easiest for the users, basically, at the end of the day. Uh,
0: before I jump to Lucas really quick, uh, so what I forgot to mention in one of Apple's recommendations was the early access idea. So you were listening to my opening right. summary. Um, that's an option you can offer your subscribers. Uh, Lucas, let's get some initial thoughts from you, and then we'll kind of piggyback off of that.
1: I like what Ramsey was saying about the adoption. I think the the big plus side that I see is that it makes the idea in people's mind of paying and subscribing for podcast content as something that is normalized. So I think that's the biggest win that as Apple Podcasts pushes this forward, people become more familiar with it and then they're like, "Oh yeah, of course I would of course I would pay and subscribe for a podcast, of course." I would do that rather to one, either get content or two, because they want to support the creators and the show. So I think that's the the biggest thing that I, the, that I like about Apple doing this is that it's going to change the, the way that people approach podcast content um, from something that is, of course it's free to, Oh yeah, of course I would pay for it. And I think, um, there's other platforms that have, have done that. Like Patreon has done that. YouTube has pushed into doing that a little bit. Um, Twitch has done that. So, but those aren't solely, um, podcasting platforms and Apple has the biggest market share. So as Apple has, is doing this and Spotify is doing this, I do think it will begin to open the door to normalize it
0: yeah that's it definitely helps the conversation, right so one of the things I mean I know Lucas you and me have spoken a bit about it when we were doing those initial chats a couple of months ago, and I've had a chat with Ramsey about it too initially um, is that the idea of memberships um, uh, you know in our region here and stuff it's not something that we that we talk about a lot and and I know that Ramsey uh, has announced something around it but um, so I think it's interesting when you when you have sort of they're, they're kind of helping that conversation move along so let's talk about the listener uh, experience a little bit since both of you have touched on that. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, the way Apple set this up, obviously, as you mentioned, Lucas, I mean, Apple does have a significant market share in terms of podcast listeners who use Apple Podcasts as a platform to do it. And so all of this is pretty much inbuilt um, into Apple's platform, right? So someone who's used to, um, you know, subscribing, it's one extra button, it's part of that same interface. There's no other thing. I mean, I, I know Ramsey, I think you guys are using uh, Memberful maybe, uh, but if you look at platforms like Patreon, Memberful and so on, Uh, I think there was also some friction there, right, in terms of having, let's say, a private feed that's for um, a subscriber and then making sure that they're coming in and um, activating it within, let's say, Apple Podcasts, which allows you to, of course, add your own RSS. Uh, And whereas here, from a listener point of view, it's the same show, right? It's not a separate show which is monetized. It is the same show with the monetary component within that same platform. So I think from a listener experience point of view, it does look like it would be something that would be very easy for um, listeners to pick up and, and jump on.
2: Yeah, I mean, for I think the scale is huge. Apple, you know, having it all in one. We do use Memberful and it actually is really great. Um, We really like it, but it adds another step or two for the users to subscribe. So, and as Lucas mentioned, and we're talking about just the scale and the momentum of Apple. I don't know about the rest of you, you know, the networks and whatnot that are on here, but you know, we get anywhere from sixty percent and upwards on Apple um, uh, on the Apple Podcast app, and then there's like another ten or fifteen that are Apple. So Android is just like a really small percentage of that. Um, And there's plenty of free options. So I think, you know, there's lots of there's lots of kind of benefits that Momentum will really push. The user experience is key. I mean, the listener experience. um, I mean, within just a few seconds, um, they can be subscribed and paying. So that is huge.
1: Yeah, I was just going to echo what Ramsey said. So I'm not going to be one of those piggybackers.
0: Okay, cool. Um, I think also uh, one of the things to add to this also is um, I mean if you look at alternative services again you look at Patreon when we talk about the friction from a user experience point of view it's also from the other side right it's also like payment Um, typically uh, this is something that I've seen kind of discussed a little bit around this announcement I think but it probably hasn't gotten enough attention is most people um, have Apple accounts with valid credit cards and things right so all of that is already part of the system and it's just one more subscription on it uh, whereas it is possible for you to probably have a card on if if let's say for example someone's on Patreon and the only person they're they're uh, patronaging is you then uh, it's possible that card might run out then you have to deal with a little bit of um, overhead there too so I think that's that's another advantage
1: yeah it reminds me of Apple or Amazon's one-click shopping right which is the the brilliance of Amazon they they removed all the friction from signing up from subscribing to get something on a monthly basis. So that's the the real positive that I see in a centralized Apple podcast being able to provide to not only the podcaster but the listener, they can just click as you guys have said one button, they're paying, you're getting that money, you're not having to set up a a brand new system, you're not having to track the subscribers and unsubscribe if if everything's not synced properly so that is like the the blessing and the beauty of it um but i think my positive my positive thoughts probably end there i want
0: to talk now from the other side which uh, perhaps lucas you were you were alluding to so talking from the creator side and what that's adding right um, so one of the things, as Ramsey has already touched on a little bit, is about the added work we might have to do in terms of um, doing that. Now, now for those who who might be already running membership platforms, um, this is this is not abnormal, right? I mean, uh, hosting a private feed, for example, or hosting content that is only available to subscribers is something that's been uh, pretty normal. We've seen that on other platforms, and you have to do the same thing. You have to go and upload that particular piece of content that is for subscribers somewhere, whether it's an ad-free version or a bonus episode or whatever. The same thing applies here to some degree, which is that um, you go into Apple Podcast Connect and do that. Uh, but there are then a couple of other things. I mean, we can talk a little bit about the fee. I think there's uh, there has been some questions raised around that. Um, there's the fact that um, as of now, there doesn't seem to be any indication that we will have access direct access to the subscribers. I mean, there's a privacy component, of course, but um, that can be debated too. Um, and then the the couple of nice things, at least we've seen so far, is Apple has confirmed that um, there is no sort of it's there's no exclus- exclusivity. So if you're doing a subscription with Apple, you can run a similar subscription elsewhere. I think the only condition, and again, this is something that is that they've done on the App Store as well, uh, which is essentially something shouldn't be more expensive. or uh, sorry, something shouldn't be cheaper somewhere else than compared to Apple. But I think that's the only restriction as of today.
1: I think maybe the bigger overarching negative that I feel or see, and it may be overshadowed um, by the volume that Apple can bring to creators, but the fact that it's all centralized, which the whole, the whole idea behind the podcast and the RSS is the power of decentralization. The fact that we're not able to directly build a one-on-one relationship um, with listeners, um, which you can do easily if you have their email address um, or even I think the way that and I haven't I don't know exactly what they're going to do on their system if they're going to have some sort of kind of feedback comment loop in their podcast app. Um, But even YouTube or Twitch, you're able to have a little bit more interaction. And so I think that's the, the downside that I see that I think a lot of creators want they want to have that intimate higher touch point with their listeners. And that's something that podcasting really, I believe, brings in a strength that a podcast carries versus some other mediums. It feels very personal. It feels very intimate. And I I don't like the fact that with a subscription model where something should really be able to bring you and your listener closer together, there seems to be a, a impenetrable wall between you and them um, just because you don't have access to their email address and you're not building something that's independent which, which then Apple, if they don't like your stuff, they can turn you off. So that's that's the, the kind of the overarching downside that I would be wary of.
0: So this is one of the things. I mean, obviously, um, as I mentioned, like this is something that has come up quite a lot. I mean, this idea of hey, if I have a subscriber, I need to I should know who it is. You're right, uh, Lucas. I mean, you know, on YouTube as well. Like, I mean, someone subscribes to your channel, uh, you may not have their email address, but you, at least you know who they are. You know what the account is and so on. So there's a little bit of uh, there is at least some kind of a touch point there. Uh, You know, one of the things I was thinking about, though, is it's very interesting, right? Like, I completely get why um, a creator would want that kind of access, and I know Patreon member for any of these other services, they provide that, um, as does any kind of newsletter, for example. Uh, but it's really interesting, like if anybody's used to this, it's podcasters, right? So we have always been uh, sort of running in a little bit of the blind in, in that way, in the way the whole system is designed, where we still have to entice the user to do that, right? We have to entice the user to come interact with us on social or sign up to a newsletter or sign up to subscribe and find out where they are that way, um, as opposed to within the current scope of podcasting. So it's kind of an interesting thing where at least if anybody's equipped to kind of deal with this kind of problem, it might be us. But uh, Rems, let's hear your thoughts as well
2: yeah, for sure, I agree with a lot of that. I think you know the idea whether you can build a business uh, based on this or not uh, is a big cre- is a big question that um, you know a lot of us need to discuss. Um, kind of the whole like pivot to to video on Facebook and Facebook promised and promised and promised and at the end of the day, you know it was hard to the people who built a business on um, on uh, Facebook's promise of um, monetizing video, you yeah. know, had to pivot out really quick. So that was something. Um, the direct, I mean, everybody, you know, the added workflow, the percentages, the direct relationship. It's just really if you want to put, a, um, put all your eggs in, in one basket, um, like I mentioned at the beginning. But, again, they are saying that it's not exclusive. So um, you can build it in multiple places. Is this going to confuse the user, the listener, uh, probably a little bit? Um, but again, they're hoping that the, the weight and the scale and the momentum of, of Apple and the speed and the ability to subscribe and, and you already have your credit card, um, in there that, that will create a bigger business than you could buy yourself. The other thing that I would worry about too, is building a business. And then, you know, in a couple of months, probably not in a couple of months, but at some point in the future, Apple comes and says, listen, we're going to change it completely. This is what it's going to look like. Um, we won't we won't be able to do much or say much. So I think you know we have to hedge our bets. But again, if we come back to the point that 60 and up percent of our audience comes from this platform, that's where they are. Yeah. So we have to play ball there. Well, um, I was going to say that like beginning.
0: I mean it has taken them 16 years to come up with this, so maybe we are we are safe for a little <laughs> while potentially. <but> right.
2: We <laughs> got 15 years to do this and then they'll do something. So
0: but this idea of uh, a little bit of fragmentation in terms of that, I think that, that's a valid valid point. Um, I think we have to think about it as well, right? So, for example, Ramsey, as you mentioned, you guys have already launched something last year. You're now adding this as an additional tier, potentially down the road. Spotify comes along, and we can talk a little bit about that, but... Uh, for just for the listeners in case they 're not aware, uh, Spotify, as of today is u s only I mean all of their monetization stuff actually from the beginning has been u s only um, but one of the things that came out uh, oh it is one of the promises again, and this is I, I have to put that caveat there because there aren 't any details, uh, but Spotify is promising the idea of creating uh, an integration tier let 's put it this way for the moment, where if you're servicing your members through a different channel, um, then you can kind of integrate that and then they can listen to stuff on Spotify with the same. Uh, let's say, level of membership, for want of a better word, right? So some kind of integration and creating a a bit of consistency for your members. And I think this is something that that is definitely something to watch out for, because um, we are going to see, A, there's a limitation as well, right? So I mentioned at the start that um, you can do anything you can do in audio. So, for example, you can provide ad-free content, additional episodes, early access stuff, uh, maybe archives and other things but then you're limited by that. So if you are running a membership program where you're offering something else, maybe it's video, maybe it's something else, um, you wouldn't be able to deliver that in this platform. right? And I think that that's something also um, that all of us are kind of thinking about and I'm sure all of us will be experimenting. Um, uh, Perhaps it will be useful to to separate maybe, when I I know I kind of bundle all the creators together, but I think there's a difference in the way we might view this um, from a professional creator as you were mentioning uh, just now, but uh, and maybe someone who's a little bit more independent. Maybe this is something that they're doing on the side or it's something that um, it's interesting. They would like to monetize. I think that second category, this is, a, this is a no-brainer almost in the sense of saying, you know, I don't have anything else set up. I was not looking to monetize this anytime soon, potentially. Maybe it's nice if I can just add a very quick paid tier, a couple bucks a month um, within the Apple platform and just see how that goes. And then if the subscription takes off, then we can look at doing something else. Um, I think for... Podcast businesses, maybe networks like ours. Uh, this is going to be something we're going to experiment with a bit, and, and have to consider a lot more. Um, I think, and that, I think that's going to be our challenge, right? Is is if the Apple, as you said, if the Apple thing takes off, uh, what happens to our members who we might be servicing in a different way? But there's a bit of overhead there.
2: I think. I mean, obviously, I, I agree with that. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, uh, be interesting to see what the other platforms are are planning too. Um, and so, I think. The, the thing that would be interesting for me as well to see what will happen is what kind of new stuff comes and and becomes available because you can monetize. You know, previously what, were you able to build content for you know X audience um, without you know having an ad business and salespeople and whatnot? Maybe now with this, you can. maybe it it, it creates opportunities to provide uh, to build a business upon. And so this is also kind of the spaces we're looking at. Um, there's a couple of specific areas that we think you, we can launch just a, like a separate subscription business, um, and so um, I think it also creates kind of that opportunity um, for for those th- sorts of things to happen.
0: I know Ramsey, you've already mentioned that you have, you are announcing that you will be um, embracing it uh, as 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 will we, uh, but we will talk with Lucas. Um, a, how do you feel? Are you, are you going to give it a go? Are you going to test it? Are you going to wait it out? And then B, maybe, uh, what would be your sort of thought towards other creators who might be interested in it and what they should think about?
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to test it. I'm I'm going to adopt it, uh, just because you know if you don't, you know you're leaving you're leaving money on the table potentially, and you might as well try it and not bash it before you try it, right? So it could turn out to be a great thing. Of course, no creator likes hearing that they're gonna take 30%, um, but it's a standard that they've been taking for everything. And you getting 70% of something is gonna be a lot more than 0% of nothing, or 100% of nothing. So I think even with some of those barriers that they have in place, uh, I'm definitely going to adopt it and see if it's something that is viable on the platform. Um, but I would, I would still be looking down the line in the future to build something off off platform, something that I own, an email list that I own, a subscription base that I own. Um, as I think that is really the way forward in the 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 decades to come, in the long term, I think my I my idea and I think wisdom would say is own your list own own your subscribers be in control build on your platform don't build on someone else's platform because you don't want to be at the mercy of someone else but in the short term I think it's definitely valuable um especially because if if you get a bunch of subscribers, if you get people that are loving your content um, from that you would be able to pivot them to, um, higher value, um, products and content that you can provide and serve to them off platform. So even as, as a funnel that would lead to higher engagement elsewhere, I think it's a positive thing.
0: You're right, Lucas. I think uh, this, the, the 30% argument is, is an interesting one. I do think, by the way, personally, I think it's a bit high, even though I know that that's the standard they've set. Um, and the value proposition, of course, is that, as you said, it's 30% of a much, much higher number, potentially. I kind of want to get some final thoughts from you guys. Um, any, any last words, uh, Lucas? And oh,
2: I said last words as if
0: <laughs> we are going to see each other again, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, any, any uh, final, 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 final thoughts? Thank you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's an exciting thing. I think we have to wait and see a little bit. Um, and see how users respond to it. I think it adds a, another layer um, of opportunity and some complexity as well. And so we can see kind of how it goes. But like I said, for us, going towards subscription anyway, um, it's a it's an important move. And since Apple has such a big part of that market, um, and the other players, unfortunately, are are pretty are not doing it a, a bunch right yet. It sounds like there's some movement happening with kind of the other bigger ones like Spotify and Gumi, but I think Apple has a big opportunity and, you know, they can unleash it in 170 countries in, with, yeah. you know, one button. So Yeah,
0: I, I think the, the effect of that absolutely cannot be ruled out.
1: Yeah, with without a doubt, the scale that Apple brings to the table, I think, of course, people think 30% is a lot, but um, really, if if... I would be willing to pay that 30% if I knew that I'd be able to reach people and have that ease of of onboarding new subscribers and ability to grow. I think that's definitely worth it in the short and the long term. Um especially because then you can you can leverage that and build and monetize in other ways off of that and having someone deciding to give you a couple bucks a month is a big deal when it comes to building that long-term relationship. Um, people are more committed to you and your show just by them giving a couple dollars or even a couple Satoshis. So I, I, was, I like I was it.
0: Wondering, I was wondering when you
1: picked <laughs> it up. <Here> <laughs> I, I like it. I think there are other models that are out there that I like better. Um, but... The the friction to onboard people, whether it's through a Patreon or um, through other private feeds, it, it is really difficult. Um, just all those extra steps that someone has to do to give you money—that's um, difficult. Whereas, you know, hitting one button, subscribing, and forgetting that you're subscribed and having money come out of your account every every month—you know—that's that's a great deal not having to, it's a great deal for both people. It's a great deal for the user where they don't have to go and update their credit card and try to find the, the, the feed. And if it doesn't work, then, you know, they have to email you. So I think there's a a lot of, of pluses that go into it. Um, And and sadly, it's just the, the, um, the centralization of it that I don't like from a, I, I, it wouldn't be an ethical standpoint but just a, a point of view standpoint um but i think yeah, as a creator, green we that
0: like as, we, as we've been talking just now yeah
1: yeah green covers everything right and in, in, in so many <laughs> ways so
0: <laughs> okay we're gonna put a pause in you before you start talking about situations again
1: <laughs> yeah i'm glad that apple's doing this i I think the pros outweigh the cons, even in just making it normal for people to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to subscribe to someone's podcast. Um, So I'm excited about it. I I like that they're rolling it out to 170 nations. Um, You don't have these issues of having to get a Stripe account and figure out how to connect it all together. So it saves a lot for the creator and i think it adds a lot of ease for the consumer um of course i wish it was the perfect world where then we owned all of that data and the relationships and were able to build upon that in a decentralized way sometimes you just can't have your cake and eat it too but you can have your satoshis and stream them too right shirag
0: moving on ramsey do you have any final (laughs) things before we wrap up
2: Um, no, I think I think that's pretty much it. I will. I think it will be interesting to see where we go, and you know, maybe I don't know about Satoshi's, but maybe they'll be offering Ethereum pretty soon. I don't know. There we go. Check, check the market, uh, Lucas. But in um, case anybody no, was wondering I think, yeah, why yeah, I didn't it, want Lucas it, to mention anything, it's up, this it's is up exactly high today.
1: Why. <laughs> Ethereum is like through the roof today. All time highs.
0: Where's the mute all button? <laughs> Um, okay guys well first of all I want to say thank you Ramsey, Lucas thank you for joining us Um, Alan, Natasha and Lachan Kitchen who's left but thank you for coming up and asking your questions as well Um, and thank you everybody in the room um, at least the ones who are here now for joining in we'll shut down the space now and I hope to see you guys soon